It is a new day in the workroom and we're joined by an old friend, James. Thanks for coming back to Chat Dragula. How are you? Guess who's back in the house? Can you start a, a returning episode with that, with, with anything other than that? Fields uh, click clacking about. Yeah, call me mother. But not today because we are talking about Dragula, to be clear, to be clear. True. Um, I'm all good. Living my best life over on FM radio. Curiosity, tune in. <laughs> I mean... Uh, Absolutely, but I was going to say to use the parlance of Dracula, you've been resurrected. I have been world. resurrected. That's right. it. I've been. I've. I've come back into a new life, a new form. I've got that glow up. The lips are done. The teeth are done. <laughs> we should have got the lips done when you moved from podcast to radio. Radio really is the all stars of podcasts. It really is. Yeah, you need those turkey teeth and those big old duck lips. <laughs> Face for radio has totally changed its definition. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're up, up to Dracula season five at this point. High level review of the season. What did you think? Yeah, so I, I was, um, what's that like? What I was teasing. teasing. I was teasing a hot take. Um, and my hot take is, I feel like the show is, I feel like, Everyone was so convinced that Drag Race was kind of going over the hill and that it was kind of bastard sell by date and that it was kind of, you know, on the way out and this was going to come in. Dragula was going to come in and it was going to scoop up and become the the new Supreme. And I think this season in this kind of like what they're kind of classifying as their like new sort of their new era of Drag Race, uh, Dragula has shown that they're just not capable of matching up. And I don't think there's too much further they can go. And I kind of think that this is looking like almost the end of it because they need to fundamentally look at the challenges. They've boxed themselves so completely into this we're not drag race box that the floor shows are repetitive because all it is is a look, essentially. And they they rely they they rely simultaneously on being like super highbrow art is subjective we're judging your art and also going into this ridiculous like these romantic relationships that i don't care about i don't care about happening about neo hulu and or gothic or any of that stuff so it's like all it's, it's just sort of like it feels all over the place and it kind of feels like as if they need to just get off their high horses and stop trying to kind of like constantly do something different than drag race and embrace some of those new challenges. Like give them a proper acting challenge, give them a proper comedy challenge if they want to survive. Other words, I kind of don't think I'd be going back to watch season six. Yeah, I mean, I I don't really agree with the overall premise of that. I thought it was a weak season. Now, you know, I think that shows are allowed to have a weak season and not necessarily be, that be the death knell. But this whole all new Dracula, what was new about it? Nothing. Like, it, actually, th- this is the, I, I mean, in terms of the, the thing that was new about it was that they made the worst decision that's ever been made in reality television of all time by putting a almost month long break between the the last episode and the finale. When I came back, like I, I had gotten into this season. I like a lot of the characters. I hadn't found it like overly compelling, but I got into like a lot of the 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 contestants. I found some of them very really interesting. A lot of their looks were great. Their stories were great. But by the time it came around to like Christmas was over, New Year's was over. I was you know women's Christmas was over. I was packing away my my Christmas tree. The idea of tuning back in to check in with this lot for their reunion and their like incredibly underwhelming finale. 
I was just like, you know, like I think that, you know, and, and you know, we'll talk a bit more about the actual whole wholeness of the season. I think if you're going to give something that much of a break between the the kind of the end of kind of the competition part and the finale bit you need to do something huge and i kind of had anticipated they were going to do like a resurrection style final where you were going to kind of go and visit the the contestants hometown see them putting together and making whatever their final performance is going to be but it was just very basic that you'd been made wait for almost a month for and it just kind of completely under it made the actual winning underwhelming even though Niahuru is one of the most interesting drag queens I feel like we've seen on any of these platforms you kind of end up coming away from it a bit like meh yeah I, like cynical part of me is that that break was to push people into a third month of shutter subscription so there's an extra <laughs> I, I absolutely agree absolutely agree with that 100% <laughs> like, that's generally what I think it is um <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just found myself comparing it to Dali, Sigourney Weaver, Sigourney Beaver, Les Avaletta, whoever else was in that final, that finale, or Hoso Teratoma. I just felt that the standard of drag in that season was so varied and so high mm-hmm. that I don't know, maybe Neo Huru or Neo, it sounded like they said Neo Hulu, even though it is spelled Neo Huru. Um, Maybe she reaches or they reach that that level, but I just don't think it was the same level of drag across the board. And that's not to take away from the queens. Maybe we've seen it all before. One thing I definitely did think that was reduced in this season was the drama. And I know we've yeah. kind of complained about the drama before and that the drama kind of overstages the drag. And this season was probably the most congenial of Dracula seasons. Absolutely. Like, even at times, the Boulay brothers were like, why are you getting on so well? We need to do something about that. Yeah. And now that we've kind of got what we asked for, I don't want I don't want the reason I didn't really enjoy the show to be the lack of drama because I generally don't think it is. But there is something that was missing this season. But but I think that they're limited because of the 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 format of each of the challenges being fairly much cookie cutter the same. They're sort of limited for like you know gag like gag worthy moments or kind of moments you really remember to being what happens in the like off stage bit, the arguments backstage or the, you know, if the if there's anything going on when they're getting ready and whatever. And those personality clashes, because you, you don't get the kind of, you know, funny performances or weirdy wackiness of like an, an acting challenge or a rusical challenge that you get with, with drag race. And I know like, and this is the thing is like, they've gone out of their way very much, they've gone out of their way to like point out how different they are to drag race and how they aren't drag race. But then they also keep referencing Drag Race and sort of keep on like like it's it's sort of like a little bit of a Will Smith, you know, keep my drag show out of your effing mouth if you want to be taken that seriously. And like the the big shock of that they were going to have like uh you know a lip sync for the win and they sort of tried to present it as if it was this new revolutionary thing. I can't remember which challenge that was where two queens where, where ja, uh, Jarvis Hammer had to lip sync against. Uh, it was, was a lip sync for your life. Yeah. Yeah. But- and like they were trying to present it as this sort of like high high stakes kind JK. of like yeah this high stakes notion like this brand new notion of like a lipstick against each other. It's like uh, guys, I don't know if you know this, but there is another show that does this already. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they must have done. It must have been a nod. I, I, yeah. So I don't. I kind of missed the Dungeons and Dragons challenge. Like in that, yeah. like, I feel like that often 
pushes people into like a different character that they wouldn't normally wear it it's like another strand to their bow that i kind of were missing in terms of like the monsters of rock being kind of the snatch game of dracula i don't know if i really enjoy it as much like i don't no. know if it really like it's all something that i'm looking forward to but maybe i'm you know i'm not the main usp for dracula maybe it was the challenges that let them down and not the drag I, I think it kind of was the challenges and it was because you didn't because everything felt sort of the same like it, it felt like as if at the end of the day it was just variations of how can we present this look like that one where they had to do like the the 50 foot woman monster challenge where kind of they was, had the, was that like, the drag kaiju was it where they all had to... yeah that was the one where they had like the you know the styrofoam buildings out on the stage and they had to like you yes. know go mad it. and it's like you know like, I don't know, if you're going to do that, like, create a bit more of excitement by having, like, an acting scene or even, like, do some green screen of them having to, like, come into the city or whatever. Because just, like, having them sort of, you know, with the heavy kind of rock music playing over them, just sort of dancing around in between these buildings, it's the same thing you kind of see every week. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about the, the what, what do they call them, the terror tasks or the, the fright feats, those, like, things... The, elim- the extermination, I guess. Oh, well, yeah, the, the those mini, mini Fright Feet, whatever they're called. Like, I, I think that's kind of a, a fun idea, but I never felt like as if they had like a proper prize for them. You know what I mean? Like, it should be something like really that, like it felt like a lot of times when they were doing it, it's like they felt like they had to do it because they didn't want the, 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 the Boulay brothers to think badly of them. But it should really be a case of like, oh, I really want to get this immunity because you had immunity for one of them. I think it was. I can't remember which one yeah, it was. The, or, yeah. well, there was a potion where you could choose immunity, or you could put somebody else up for extermination. Was that it? The yeah, that was it. And that's exciting because you see people actually kind of trying to get something that's going to have value. Whereas other times it was just sort of, and now you win this makeup kit from you know horrormakeup.coms. <laughs> Dog on. Dog on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, in terms of the actual extermination challenges at the end, I I thought these were better than usual. Like I was kind of interested in them. I thought the the survive simulated childbirth was something I was really interested in. Just the technology of that. Um, the laser maze I thought looked kind of cool. But yeah. The one thing I do feel like is, and I think this was kind of the premise at the start of the show, which was like, even if you were the winner and you don't do well in this challenge, you could go home. Whereas I feel like it's kind of just people going through the motions because they're going to choose the person that narratively makes the most sense. And look, that's fair enough. You know, I I personally believe that the Manila elimination ruined that season of All-Stars. So I don't like the front runner going, but it does add an element of peril. I'd agree with you. Like, it, it does feel a little bit like a foregone conclusion. Like, at, once you get past, like, see episode two or three where the storylines are established and, you know, the front runners are, you kind of always feel like as if you know, unless it's two completely disposable queens going into it. But you're never going to have a case where someone who feels like a front, like, or goth, like when or gothic went into it, you kind of always knew that or gothic was never going to go. So there was never a sense of this was going to be something that you had to worry about. Um, they had to. I do have to say though, I, I and I thought this as I was watching it, to, just to go into the the cast for a moment. I do think that Cynthia Dahl has the capacity to be the Alyssa Edwards of the Dracula franchise. <laughs> yeah, I did like her, and I I think uh, she was undermarked a few weeks. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think she definitely was. 
I do, I think as well, like like there was obviously the, the the judges have particular favors for different things, and you can see this playing out. Like I think that what like it felt like what Cynthia Dahl was serving just wasn't quite to the Boulet's taste, whereas they were going absolutely bananas for Throb Zombie, and I wasn't getting it to the same extent. Okay, well let's go through the cast. We'll, we'll start by order of elimination, and then you know we'll we'll get the. Uh... <laughs> We get the easy fodder out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So we'll, first to go was JK and then they came back and we'll we'll get back to that because that was an interesting choice. So then the, technically the the 11th place was Onyx on Dix who left in episode two under the trash can children uh, challenge. Um, I mean, I don't know if we've really much to say about them in, other than that look that they have for trash can children which was kind of like striped top and dungarees and there was kind of a severed leg which did look a bit cheap i actually kind of liked that i was surprised that they were even up for contention yeah um they were like the skater with a severed leg and, and as part of their filth they, they pulled out this tooth and stuff like that i was kind of surprised they went home um but i don't really remember them after that no i have very little actual memory of them in the competition i did i actually that trash can children challenge I did enjoy that. And then I went and had a look at the Garbage Pail Kids and, and all of the stuff. Yes. And they are like gross or whatever. And it's like, it, that was a fun, very on-brand thing for them to do. And you are right. Like, I didn't think that this was like worth kind of, you know, it, like it, it, there was other ones that were probably a bit less creative or interesting. And I actually also like the weird Barry Antoinette thing. It wasn't amazing. Oh yeah. But w- it was with the sort of Venus the, like, flight huge... hand. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it wasn't amazing, but it was all right. You know, I enjoyed it. Uh but yeah, they didn't make the sort of lasting impression where I feel like, oh my god, like I want more from them. Which kind of when JK had gone home that first week. Because that first week I kind of, you know, was that I can't remember. They had the weird thing where they all had to go into the, the forest and go for a run. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, we did they, a park, they did the Dragular Park run you remember <laughs> well they had to hike five miles and drag and then bungee yeah. jump that was the extermination but they did open the episode of them sort of like having to find their way through the through the woods yes yeah yeah that's 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 right that's right uh, because when JK went to that episode I did like feel like oh there is someone who I feel like had a big personality and I would have been interested to see more whereas Onyx Ondix beyond the name really didn't didn't leave any lasting memory yeah, I kind of agree. Let's move on to uh, second out, which was Santana. Um, I think maybe the reason why this season was so congenial was because Santana went so early. She seemed willing and ready to just cause drama. And uh, maybe maybe this season was less for it. I, I, I didn't really like any of her looks, though. No, I didn't. And I, like, and this is maybe something, I suppose, as, as Dragula has begun to expand beyond maybe the area that it really lives in or like that kind of it like organically lives in is that maybe you start seeing queens coming through the door here where it's like this is they're they're not getting on to drag race so they try for this and I felt like Santana felt like gave me that kind of vibe where their drag is naturally probably like voluptuous pinup girl sexy and they were just like I'll just get some fake blood and you know make it a bit more monstery for this and i think that kind of fell through they definitely wear the drama though and would have given the drama had they stayed around 
Hundred percent confirmed drama. Yes, <laughs> I just got a DNA test. Turns out I'm hundred percent the drama. <laughs> I mean, I did like I didn't like their their filth. Look for the trash can children, but eating the tampons I thought was a good example of filth and did kind of yeah. make me feel kind of a gross. Um, but yeah, other than that, not too much to say. Jarvis Hammer then is somebody who I really thought was interesting and new for the show to have a ghost drag character that's kind of a different perspective on drag I hadn't seen before. I was definitely rooting for them. I really enjoyed their Bowie Yamamoto pointy star look that they ended up getting eliminated in. I think they either was ner- were nervous on TV, which is kind of what they alluded to in the reunion as to why they were eliminated, or just, you know, maybe um, just didn't have that presence in, as terms of a TV show, but I would like to go see their actual drag show. Yeah, I feel like they they would be interesting to see live. I loved the, the their their looks. I thought they were really interesting, and I think that they're someone who suffered from the fact that there's no like like comedy or performance based challenge that they could really sink their teeth into. Like you don't have like a stand up moment or like an an acting challenge for them to do because they felt like you know they're their brand isn't really stomping the runway and you know fierce lip syncing or kind of you know that sort of style of things um i did love their weird uh the 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 children of the corn sort of i can't remember the, the what's it the, the you know the the this, the first one where they where they were dressed up like the person oh, from thanksgiving like an, an amish scarecrow was kind of that's the one yes i did love that i thought that it was brilliant yeah, and that that for me is kind of the the Jarvis Hammer I picture in my head when when yeah. I hear the name kind of thing. Um, yeah, I'm actually just thinking. Remember, there was like a kind of mini challenge or part of the main challenge where they had to like do a red carpet carpet with somebody and kind of improv those sort of like interview with somebody who's wacky, like some sort of like performance theatrical challenge like that might have been a bit fun to kind of see a different side of some of the queens. Yeah, definitely. And I think it like it would have played to the skills of some of the queens who maybe like don't have that space within the rest of the show. Because if you're not someone who can really just like be fierce, like we'll get to Fantasia in a while, who's someone who just knows how to be really fierce when yeah. they're presenting. And it's like, if you don't have that skill, you're always going to like come in second to them in this. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd i like to see more of Jarvis Hammer, but I don't know if the show is the right forum for them. But I don't know. No, no, no. What is not, not, not to shade them i just i mean like <laughs> drag race isn't so i don't know what other outlet there is yeah that is i mean it would be interesting to see if drag race were to start allowing drag kings in because we've seen now three really good examples of drag kings who are doing more than just sort of like you know cheesy rat pack drag like land insider throb zombie or um or or jarvis hammer could conceivably have a really interesting run on drag race if they were to allow drag kings on so maybe that's the next boundary to be pushed yeah <laughs> It's, it's a boundary we've been asking to be pushed for a long time. <laughs> uh, right, from Manchester, England, eighth place was Anaphylactic. Uh, she actually was a drag, or a drag con. I never actually got to see her, though. Uh, what did you make of her? Someone I was more excited for. I was very excited for them coming into it because I just thought, like, they're going to be a salty British bitch and they're going to, like, it's going to be that, like, UK sense of humour, the kind of thing that we've already, we've enjoyed about Drag Race UK with the, the kind of, the, the the different way that people look at things. But she was just so timid throughout the entire thing. And, like, I, I don't know, like, some of her looks were, none of her looks were amazing. 
so yeah, it was just a little bit of a of kind of a disappointment. Yeah, I did, I felt like they were all kind of from the same world. Like they're all kind of very traditional um, silhouettes. I don't know if they really pushed the like. I guess she was more glamour queen than she was any of the other ones. But some of them had like a lot more intricacy to the looks. Whereas some of them, like I'm thinking of her Monsters of Rock floor show, which was this kind of green mohawk with a black leather jacket and chain very very like that's an entrance look on drag race yeah i'd agree with that I, I, yeah and so you are right i think that her drag character is like she's naturally maybe quite timid and then when she wants to be sort of big she goes like ah <laughs> and it's like look i've got personality ah You've asked me for personality, um, but I actually think that like she did for the the the, the horror hotel that kind of yeah. like the 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 murder the suicide of the murdered um, lady thing in the the white flowy coat. Like I thought, like that felt like it was more maybe where Adam Flactic should live as a as a performer in that kind of like old school glamorous. I don't know, Rover's Barmaid from the 1950s. Yeah, Zombie Barbara Windsor. That's yeah, what exactly. That's what we want. Give us Zombie Barbara Windsor <laughs> or give us nothing at all. I wonder, I mean, I feel this is shady, but I, I wonder, is she somebody who's like USP is the spooky queen locally in Manchester, wherever she is, and then compared to other spooky queens, she didn't quite cut the muster. I I just like it because I, I remember that the 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 drag like the Boule brothers seemed really to hold a lot of like respect for for them. So I think like in the initial time, like I think when they weren't kind of like it felt like as if the Boule brothers were like, oh wow, like this is going to be someone who's going to do well in this competition when they initially arrived. And obviously there was a reputation that they were kind of aware of from before. And then I think it just became clear that they weren't living up in this format to it. So maybe if you went to see an anaphylactic show over in Manchester, you would have your tits blown right off. But um, certainly didn't give that impression or lasting impression. My on, tits like remained on my chest. <laughs> Firmly in place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about definitely a center point of drama in the season is JK from Brooklyn, New York. First eliminated, then brought back apropos of kind of nothing, and then kind of was their own worst enemy, would like <laughs> say, Hey James, I hate your drag, and you go, Well, Keen, you're a cunt, and then I'm like, Why are you so mean to me? <laughs> and then, like, totally unaware of how they instigated their own drama all the time. Uh, completely but I loved that sort of delusionalness of it They're, they give a bit sort of like um, plain Jane without anything to back it up um, and their looks were all terrible like their looks were all super basic and, and I even think like I, I'm going to be completely honest like the one like the bellhop one where they won that challenge with the like the cabinet open like that fe- that felt like that was a for the plot move for the Boule brothers because there were other better looks in that challenge that could have won. And that, like, the construction on that particular garment was shanky as anything or janky as anything. So, like, I really was just like, why are you, like, why are we pretend? Like, it was very good. It's the best thing they did in the entire season. But I just was really like, 
no guys come on like this is not this is not it uh, but i did like them i enjoyed them as as a as a part of the show i liked that they were so delusional and so sort of frustrating for the rest of the queens to be around yeah i mean i preferred like cynthia doll's bellboy i preferred uh neo huru's sort of bloody bride portrait that came to life like a few of them were better but i that was probably like up oh, that was definitely my top three uh, yeah absolutely it was it was it was a it was a toot it wasn't a boot like the rest of them it was the only <laughs> it was the only toot among among a row full of boots i would say um i but, I, I i know I, it's a boot but i felt like even though it, it's not necessarily good drag but their trailer park hookup alien that they got eliminated in on pleasure planet in denim shorts and a t-shirt with pigtails i found that kind of hot i i was turned on i i would hook up with that trailer park monster you 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 were you were getting out the twitter and like going to see whether you could follow that particular uh particular backwoodsman um but yeah i mean whatever you're into (laughs) (laughs) there was also something like because they were so clearly the the cause of their own downfall in terms of interpersonal drama, it kind of made it hard to root for them, I found. Yeah, and there was a couple of times where they they just sort of came for Queens. In, like, I, I'm trying to remember the... There was a conversation going on between... was It, it was around... It was actually around um, Anaphylactic where they were kind of talking about how she wasn't really serving. And then it all turned into this. It just felt very much like it felt very pointed and unnecessary. And you can't really get behind someone who can feel is just sort of being mean to someone for no reason. Yeah. Um, And then a huge argument with Fantasia as well, who put them in their place. I mean, I think Fantasia was a bit triggered at that point, but like (laughs) at the end of the day, they were just like, I remember there was a guy I went to school with who would be like, "Why, why do you hate me?" And I just thought that was the general attitude of JK. At all times. Why do you hate me? Why do you hate me? <laughs> uh, I I would anticipate though that we'll be seeing JK with a glow up back on a Dragula resurrection of some point in the future. I think that they are a character that the Boulet is obviously warm to, because uh, I don't think you stick around in that quality of drag on Dragula unless you really are kind of you know tickling a, a particular funny bone of the uh of the of the boulets do you think anyone who would have went home first would have came back or do you think they particularly saved jk because they were jk i think they saved jk because they were jk okay. like I, I i i have a sense that that's what it was i don't think that they i feel like they, they knew that he was a good character and they wanted to keep him around okay interesting uh well, somebody we might see back on a resurrection is the Alyssa Edwards of Dragula, Cynthia Dahl. A shout out for I loved her her mushroom monster. Like that is that is a Pokemon if I ever saw one. I mentioned the Bellboy already. Their Gods of Rock performance was in this really like pop girly, but also rock girly, like patent leather pointed shoulders look with this sort of like bone headpiece, which I loved. But my favourite was their pleasure planet influencer on uranus with like a flip phone and massive big lips and a full like green body and these like jean shorts and big crop top and big boobs and big pink pigtails i could have watched a 20 minute comedy of just that (laughs) character walking around the world no that that character looks like it walked straight off an episode of futurama like absolutely i i loved 
the the range of looks that they served across the season like and they had like they always they had this like really endearing sort of personality as well like they just came off as that kind of you know like you know a little bit simple but in a way that's kind of really well meaning but also kind of hard to the core uh, I, yeah i love their mushroom look i love their bellboy look i thought their monster of rock floor show and performance were were just like phenomenal and then yeah the the like the weird green alien influencer was just like i loved it. like those lips were so like hard to look away from yeah. <laughs> do you know in those mo- movies like a purge or some horror movie where they're sort of like denoting anarchy and there's somebody who's like <laughs> and they're swinging a baseball bat yes that's cynthia doll absolutely yeah big um uh, big what's that uh, harlequin energy yeah i do think though that when they came around to doing their um the haunted house thing like that with the like the cheshire cat it definitely was giving more kind of 90s raver than it was sort of like haunted house so i understood that critique but i i did love that look it just didn't feel like it was it, it it met that challenge but i thought like the the big sort of fanny pack thing with the cheshire cat grin on it was really cool um and i loved the kind of the black and white going on in the tights but yeah I don't know. It was, it was a bit off the shelf for me. That was a bit. It was very me. basic, but it, I I enjoyed it as a basic look. I enjoyed yeah, it. It was yeah, as in the basic bitch character she was as the alien, like stayed around, but without all the characterization. Yeah, I exactly. <laughs> I feel like maybe the the, the series <clears throat> front loaded all of her best looks. So as she was getting into, she was like, "Oh crap! I've only got the the stuff I got in Forever Twenty One left." Yeah. Oh, it was very Forever 21. Um, then we have Fantasia, who, again, the Boulay brothers absolutely bigged up as this legend. And I know that they were on this other drag or, or reality show that I researched at the time that I'm trying to remember the name of. I'll see if I can find it again. But um, absolutely force of nature as a character. And like, I want to know more about their life. They mentioned they were a sex worker, that they were incarcerated at one point. They were a fugitive, like... I mean, I could have listened to a 40-minute podcast on her alone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll hook it to my veins. I think that she has an incredibly interesting backstory that I want to know a huge amount about. I also loved all of the all of the looks that she served were very different and very unique, but all like extremely on brand for for her as a queen. And you are right, like I just even in and out of drag, she was just a complete force of nature. And like, you know, there is something about those big Lola Ferrari big tits that I was just like, they've got a they've got a story to tell. <laughs> I mean, I think they did hamper her at times in that like a lot of the looks were just kind of sexy big boobed video vixen with a Halloween twist. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. It's hard, it's hard to like work around them if you're if you're trying to do like I mean, I think even within the like say that big snake the uh, the, snake the snake look became yeah. That became very difficult to uh, to ignore the bust because you know many snakes don't have big tits. <laughs> many that's that, you know that is uncommon knowledge right there that many snakes don't have boobs. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, she was she was absolutely fantastic, and she's someone who, who like a, a character you really would fall in love with, and you would want to like know more about her backstory. Um, and I would gladly see her back on some other format to hear more about it. Do you think she deserved to be in the final four? 
I don't know when it came towards the the last couple of episodes like by the time you got kind of after the the Monsters of Rock show you kind of felt like she was a bit running out of road in terms of like the looks we're kind of simplifying by comparison to some of the other contestants on the show. I think that as a contestant, she deserved to be there. But I think between her and Cynthia Dahl, like I think that they like either one of them, I kind of I kind of probably would have swapped Blackberry out before I'd have I'd have swapped Fantasia out. OK, interesting. Right. Well, she won this co- this reality competition show called Hot House, which I feel I have heard of, but I don't actually know think about um, hosted by Tiffany Pollard is a series aimed at finding the next queer sex symbol and Fantasia won season one and won 10,000 cash prize from Scruff and the title of queer sex icon I absolutely see it queer sex icon Fantasia we love to see it I mean I'd like to watch the show Cupcake used to be a, a judge and I don't know who the, these other two people are but um, yeah that I, does sound exciting there you go do it for the do it for the feed. The... <laughs> yeah, all I need more is more head stuff plus, more head stuff plus. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Speaking of Blackberry, let's get into them. Um definitely wide ranging in terms of their style. I think that's kind of what they were claiming they were this sort of versatile queen but Again, from a TV perspective, I feel like they kind of lacked a, a bit of a bit of zhuzh. I liked their sort of luminous polka dot clown look that they did for the trash can horror. I enjoyed their kiss, like this sexy kiss style Halloween or sorry, yeah, white face paint rock floor show look that they had. Really enjoyed their their Terminator Pleasure Planet look with this like cringy, glitchy humor, and then gorgeous butterfly look that they had for the drag kaiju so a real sort of variety of looks but overall as a person like i don't know if i'd go to a blackberry show other than like good aesthetic but good performer i don't know yeah i I always love to see like a, a big queen doing well and i think particularly kind of like serving really high quality looks sort of you know just that are like with no corners cut and like not sort of like allowing that become the defining part of their character within Drag Race. I think that's super to see. Uh, I think that their looks were really well put together and probably some of the best of like in some of the best like conceptualized to put together across the season. Obviously an amazing mind, but not that compelling a kind of a character to watch. Like I found myself forgetting they were there throughout the entire season. Yeah, like we even got, forgot she was in the final four. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Hi, and maybe maybe this is kind of the key to this season is that like although the drag was high, the characters maybe weren't as interesting TV characters. Maybe some aspect that kind of made the show less good. I did have I do have my notes here. The Blackberry at some point said, "I'm a fucking Gemini with a plan, and no one is going to stop that shit." Which is the line I actually like. Yeah. <laughs> See more of that energy, yes. Blackberry. More of that energy. <laughs> that energy. Um. So she's the first of the of the final four that we discussed. Is there anything else you want to say? Like her final. I I liked her possum from Texas look that she gave for felt in the finale unfortunately the nose came off which is a bit of a disappointment yeah now i can't remember was she the um was she the the one who had constantly got issues with things falling off no she wasn't that was throb um, zombie yeah yeah that was throb zombie um yeah i i, I mean 
I think that she was obviously very, very talented queen. And I could see her like doing very well in terms of now making outfits for other queens. And I hope that this is showcased her looking that way. But I don't think that she was like, yeah, I, I don't have much else to say about her. <laughs> and, he, and I thought they were kind of harsh on her because like for her glamour look in the finale, she did. She was kind of saying, I'm going to do Bride of Frankenstein, but I'm going to make her black. I'm going to make her big. I'm going to make her beautiful. Yeah. And I thought she did a really good job with that. Like, I really liked the sort of Texas pageant drag Bride of Frankenstein idea. But the Brule brothers were just like, oh, Bride of Frankenstein. I mean, <laughs> we've seen Bruce that before. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess though, up against some of the other queens who were part of the finale, like they were doing much more kind of exciting and different thing so perhaps at that point it was sort of like a case of like well we've seen this so many times before that there's only so much we can let you away with yeah i mean blackberry did get to the final four but for me she felt she was fourth yeah i would agree with that i definitely felt like as if she was fourth so who, uh, and like who would you say was third so i think that or gothic was third i agree yeah, I think Dutter Gothic was definitely third. Um, I, yeah, I, and I think that like Throb Zombie was a close second in my view. Let's talk about Orcotic. I, you know, we've seen the masked queen every year on Dragula, and we, you and I kind of came to the conclusion that maybe it just doesn't work in on TV because you don't get that personal connection with them. And I mean, to a certain degree, we didn't necessarily get a great personal connection with Orgotic compared to some of the other queens, but their drag definitely cut the muster. I absolutely loved, I thought they should have won that first episode of the Forest Ranger with those long tentacle yeah. hands and the, the trench coat. Um, you know, by the end, some of it did begin to look a bit similar. And that was kind of the criticism that they kept using the same materials and stuff like that. But in terms of mass drag, this is by far the best we've seen on the show. Yeah, I was wondering about whether, like, to, to what degree it, it, it classifies as mass drag, because it was more or less just like papier-mâché all over the face. But at the same time, like, for that particular area, this was uh, amazing. It was, like, some of the looks that the, the Bellboy one was absolutely beautiful. Mm, kind of concierge of, with this metallic yeah. piece. Exactly. The like inflamed anus drag was so completely <laughs> disgusting that it it like it, it stays with me to this day. Uh, having to look at it makes me feel incredibly uncomfortable. And like some of the the kind of like real proper monster, like the kaiju drag with the like massive arms and stuff. Like, I don't know. I just feel like their concepts were so like they looked kind of homemade, but in a way that you definitely forgave them because you could see so much skill and effort had gone into them, which is kind of the opposite of like JK's, which looked homemade, but in a kind of a thrown together kind of a way. Yeah. I mean, they had a real knack for materials to, to make it yeah. look, make it look expensive, not expensive, but like made it look authentic for what the material was, uh, which I think is obviously an actual skill that they have that made them do so well. And even like the world building that they would create around their characters, like a jester octopus who trades skin for sex. Like what an interesting concept for a creature. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Or a slug they found one time in their bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> So that was the finale. That was their glamour was was a slug. I mean, they did struggle with the glamour aspect of it. I don't think they've really got got that as, aspect of it right. But um, the the horror and the filth, I thought they always did a good job on. 
Yeah, I, I would agree with that. The horror in the film, they definitely did a good good look on, but they they weren't able to bring it to that glamour place, really. Um, but again, like that's one of those things with some refining. Obviously, you could see them changing or being able to get there for that one. Um, but their their looks were always, I'm gonna say like a visually arresting, um, would be the the best way of of maybe of maybe describing it and i found like their character in the show very interesting because they seem kind of quiet but they also weren't afraid to like you know they they got into it a few times with jk yeah they threw a drink on jk yeah exactly i had i also like i mean i don't really love i don't need drag romance shows but like their thing with neo hulu was i guess it was kind of confusing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah we're gonna to have to get into this this is like the central romance of the season which i guess they have one every year now which is odd do you know that video of david guest kissing liza minnelli that kind of yes. like, yeah i felt their kiss with neo who was reminiscent of that from a horror perspective <laughs> yeah i could see that like it, it felt very and then i mean i don't promise me a good time and then not deliver because the fact that during the um during the reunion we got a notion that something huge had, had shifted within their relationship with each other and then there was just like we were we weren't given breadcrumbs we were giving nothing it was just left there sitting and we had no way to figure out what was going on actually speaking of the reunion they released this trailer for the reunion that made it look it was going to be so dramaful and everyone's going to be fighting and it was going to be so much tea spilled and then you watch it and it was a run-of-the-mill reunion. And I was like, I obviously know they have to hype up the show, but like, it was bo- it was false advertising, you know, how much they amped up the drama that never came. And I think, you know, you could not be disappointed with, you know, expectations versus reality when it came to that reunion. And I wonder, was that also another aspect of disappointment for the show is that they really bigged up aspects that they knew they couldn't deliver on? Do you know that could be it? Um, and especially because they'd made such big promises from the end of last season. It was like, oh, you want to wait and see? You want to wait and see what's coming down the line now? It's like, oh, uh, a, a fine season. Um, but yeah, I did find with the with the finale, and this is something that they 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 do in Dragula, like even during each of the episodes, where they kind of it, like. There's sort of like the bit of the nudge, nudge, wink, wink to camera about, you know, kind of the way things are going, like the way the the the, the like big alarm goes off. Oh, time to go to the main stage and none of them have their makeup on. And it's like it used to be that they, they would put energy and effort into making it look like that was sort of real. But now you kind of see them sort of like all messing and laughing and they know it's not the case. And so you're not really bought into it. And I kind of at that stage, get rid of it. And it's the same then with the at, in the um in the reunion where they do those little bits before and after the break where they see them kind of like out of character and they all are like apologizing to each other and kind of, and it's a real sense of like oh this is a show and it's like that's kind of fine for the performance elements but like if we're buying into the interpersonal stuff you want to know that it's sort of you know honest yeah i don't know yeah it just that really pissed me off that i was like you know, why are you doing this to yourself you know we're just gonna be disappointed um, and maybe again with all the hints of like whole new Dracula and they're feeling exactly the same that they just they overhyped uh, mediocre yeah. product I think that could be the problem let's move on to Throb Zombie so I really enjoyed them as a character um, I really enjoyed their drag unfortunately 
and I mean pitting women against each other I really didn't want to but I couldn't help but view them in the shadow of Landon Sider in a way I didn't necessarily compare Jarvis to Landon Sider I think it was maybe them at a drag or something about their drag I felt very similar to Landon Sider and I did like a lot of it but I for me it just didn't measure up and I felt that conflict rooting for her the whole season uh, yeah I I agree and I th- I think that like they you know in the way they paint both of their faces is quite similar between Landon and and Throb which because I'd be the same as I didn't really necessarily draw that line from Jarvis to to Landon but I did very much with 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 Throb Zombie and I I like Landon Sider. I thought that they were an interesting queen. I thought their looks were fun and they were actually quite campy, which I like. They brought into like all of their their stuff. There always was kind of like a like a kind of a, a cartoony element to everything they were doing. Uh, and I loved when they like turned and gave us that like really glamorous look for the finale for the reunion. The like the beautiful red dress. Like I, thought, mm. I was just like Sorry, excited you, to see. You, you said Landon there, but you meant Throb. I meant Throb exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I didn't find them as exciting, though, as Landon Sider, certainly. And I kind of, as I was judging them, was kind of maybe judging them slightly more harshly as a result of that. Because even the finale, their horror look was femme. It was this, like, kind of white-dressed, long, black-haired, pregnant princess person. And that kind of confused me because... Not that I'm going to gatekeep who can do drag or what form of drag it is, but it's like, if women are in your repertoire as a drag performer, cool. But I'd like to see that right before the finale, if you're going to do it in the finale. Like, introduce it earlier on. No, I completely agree with you. Like, it's kind of like, I would have, if you're sort of a drag queen, if you're a, a king who flexes into queening, then show us that mixture throughout the season, rather than giving us these kind of like, butch, kind of like campy hyper masculine versions of your character until the finale when you go into this femme place because it just it felt a bit out of out of place with the rest of what was what we'd seen from them over the course of the series yeah no i totally agree i really enjoyed their alien twunk gogo boy who was a sex worker with a prolapsed black hole um i really enjoyed their elvis buzz lightyear vampire mix i thought that was really good and i really enjoyed their like trash can filled um ice cream and popcorn person with the big popcorn thing on their head i think that when they were kind of that pop arty style i thought is when they were the yeah. most successful i actually found their like neon haunted house look where they were kind of like the 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 exorcist coming into it i found mm. i actually found that quite sexy yeah <laughs> I you know, I and I I really liked the performance that went along with that. I thought it was really fun. And yeah, the other like the other char- the characters that they created with each of them were all very fun. Like you kind of would like to see the world built around those people. And yeah, that trash can kid look was like very cool, especially because they were the only one who actually looked like a child. Like yes. that looked like a a twelve yeah. year old. In the finale, they did try give us their glamour look was giving us a Sasha Valore rose petal reveal. And I mean, like, that's a different show. Maybe she'll try own it for this version, but it, Sasha Valore, it was not. No, it didn't have the same wow factor. You need Whitney playing in the background if you're going to do that, to be fair. And also, like, 
in a way, I still don't understand how Sasha Valor was able to lift the wig off her head and like the petals kept falling. In this scenario, it was clear that the petals had just been sitting on top of her head and once you removed the wig, they just fell off. Look, we'll need to get a tutorial from Sasha Velour on uh, rose petal velocity petal to physics. try and figure that petal, petal physics. physics. Um, <laughs> but I absolutely, uh, I mean, I think that they look beautiful throughout the season. And I wonder if maybe there was kind of like when they were getting ready for the finale, did they be like, okay, I wanted to, to make this. Like, I think I wondered did they kind of do themselves more hard than good by deciding to flex into this more femme space with their final looks and they should have gone back to what had really like led them to a very strong start with the campy hyper masculine cartoony kind of looks they had yeah i kind of agree so that brings us to the winner neo hulu x now so there was allegations against neo hulu that came out kind of at the start of the season and then seemed to have been quashed by the end of the season and um, with them being an abuser um which kind of put a bit of a dampener on like the first few episodes when they were like win high 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 when I was like oh they're really good but there's this like tainted allegation against them so again that was I get that that's a, a fault of the show that isn't really the show's fault but it kind of like it was I mean it was so clear that, that Neo Huru was going to win so again that also took out an element of excitement for the season yeah I completely agree with you like I just feel like they brought something so completely different and unique to the show and the boulets were absolutely eating it up and they felt like they were kind of like fairly much being seen as being miles ahead of the rest of the contestants so it did feel like a race for second place a little bit uh i hadn't heard about the those accusations it is like it just seems to be production staff's worst nightmare on a drag show that they're so many of their contestants end up with these sort of uh things burbling around them um and then it's so complicated to know how you handle that because do you lean into it and get rid of them like they did with sherry pie or do you kind of just try and brazen through it and or apparently edit a queen out quite... poorly from two episodes yeah exactly um now to be fair that was a fairly impressive edit because i didn't see with the exception of like maybe once or twice during kind of lip syncs during that season uh, of uk drag race i didn't see that person at all I wouldn't have if I hadn't been party to the um to the to the drama online. I wouldn't have realized it, but I think it would have been harder to certainly hard more difficult to edit out Neo Huru. <laughs> it would have been incredibly difficult <laughs> because she wants or they want some of the yeah. challenges. They yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, opposed. Yeah. No one wins this week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, their looks their looks were really, really cool though, I have to say. Like their looks were I, I think like their monsters of rock the, the monsters of rock with the katana was so cool. The neon haunted house look with the kind of Hello Kitty head was absolutely just like bonkers. I, I found that really hot as well. Yeah. I was like, maybe I should just get one of those and wear it out. So. <laughs> yeah, this is it. That would Go solve full. all my butt my body image <laughs> issues. It's just wear a pink latex buff body. <laughs> their terror in the woods with little fox face also stunning so yeah like i like their looks there was such amazing concepts behind it i love the way they melded in their like their their heritage and their their um their history into it and yeah like their mind obviously went to places that you know created really spectacular art um so definitely a deserving winner of a season that was i suppose a little bit flat by comparison to how enthusiastic I had found myself being for like I'm much more excited by season 16 so far than I have been or than I was by this 
which is not a place I would have thought I would have found myself um, when season 14 was airing, certainly. <laughs> I mean, in the finale, I, I really enjoyed the episode of Ursula, the sea witch look with that really interesting, like, kind of claw bottom of the dress. But my favorite was the filth look using ramen and, like, Chinese food boxes and this pig foot that she sort of, that they sort of masturbate that was that was that was our yeah the middle one, the <laughs> horror was, look was, was awful but like... <laughs> yeah i completely agree with you though like i think two out of three on that and it was like sort of similar to throb where two out of three were were really quite good but the 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 one that the dipped for for the horror look the dipped was really quite awful but yeah that ramen box one was insane and so cool i just thought it was it was really brilliant and again the like the glamour look was gorgeous but yeah i mean a very interesting and unique queen and again someone that you're not necessarily going to see you're not going to see on on a drag race so like brilliant to have them be able to use this platform to show this kind of art but you know where you will see them is in the doja cat video for agora hills they're in that oh well get them starting out now to make a name for themselves outside the dracula i mean i to the charts i can see doja cat and uh, you know, being kind of cuffed in the same cloth in a way. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that is season five of Dragula. Was it bad enough for you not to watch season six, do you think? No. Look, you know me. I do love to make a bold statement. I have no intention of following through on. But, uh, <laughs> um, but what I will say is that it was tepid enough for me to make a commitment to myself that I will be watching it on Streamio instead of paying for Shudder. So, um, you heard it here first, people. Call the police. <laughs> uh, I guess I'll see when we come out. Um, it it did, yeah. It was a, it was a disappointing season overall. I definitely would say. Yeah, no, it definitely was, and I think I think it doesn't it 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 doesn't help that I feel like Drag Race has had a bit of a bounce back in 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 some or to some extent or. And not necessarily a bounce back. More that because Drag Race has gone out of the kind of cultural zeitgeist a bit and is a bit more kind of in the background again, I think people are less fed up of, of it. And I think it's now kind of in more like where I think a couple of years ago, Dragula was kind of a nice refuge away from like the everywhereness of Drag Race. So now I think they're competing on more even footing. And and I do think that Dragula need to figure out how they can be more diverse in the sort of challenges they set, because we need to see other aspects of the people's character. We need some more performances, challenges, challenges, or it's just going to end up getting really repetitive. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it was just all looks basically, and kind of other than Monsters of Rock. Yeah, I didn't get to know what their shows would be like. Yeah, no, absolutely. I do want that ridiculous Dungeons and Dragons challenge back because even though it was always the cringiest thing on television, you know, people outside wearing elf drag in the middle of daylight, I was like, "Look, I'm here for it, people, please." <laughs> I feel like political challenge or something where they do like a political it. debate as these like political monsters or something that would yeah. be really fun yeah exactly the 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 walking dead go to the polls yeah <laughs> look over there and their hand flies off yeah. yeah precisely precisely well look thanks for popping back um to review this anytime delighted delighted to come in and talk about a mediocre season of drag <laughs> dragula with you reminds me of the good old days i'm here i'm ready for another day of reviewing another mediocre season yeah. of drag. 
Uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode really soon. Bye.